Uh, well, hello everybody out there in music video land, and welcome to another edition of This Week in Music Videos, uh, the music video podcast bo- brought to you by your super good friends at imvdb.com, the internet music video database. Uh, my name is Adam. This is a podcast where we talk about music videos, music video news, tangential news, uh, and new releases of the music videos, because they just keep coming out. Nobody's nobody has yet said, "Hey, we ran out of music videos. Go watch something else. Go figure it out." Um, and with me, as usual, someone who likes to figure it out uh, from Manhattan, New York, in his railroad car style apartment, is uh, Mr. Doug Klinger. How are you, Doug? Doing super good, Adam. Vroom, skeet, skeet. That's oh man. I hope oh, I know. What, I hope I know what video that's from. That's from uh, Will Butler. No, <laughs> <laughs> we have so many. Uh, this is a great week for music. This videos. is a good. It fun. really is because we, we're gonna we're gonna plumb the depths of of absolute just crap and go to the heights. Yeah, of absolute non crap. Uh, right. So maybe maybe one of my favorite music videos. Maybe my favorite music video of the year is in this list for this. Wow. Week. Um. So I'm excited and, and hint hint. It has Pitbull in it. No, I'm just <laughs> uh, um, so that is exciting. Uh, Adam Alexander, Fringe Music Fix, is, is out not feeling well, but we, we wish him all the best. And yeah, our thoughts and prayers. At the, yeah, that he will come back to us at Full a strength. later time and date. And Doug works for Vimeo. I forgot to, to mention that. That's important, Doug. <laughs> Where do you work? I, I work at uh, Adam's Consulting. AdamsConsulting.biz. <laughs> Adam's uh, Adam <laughs> Adam makes your office smell like piss. That's a joke that comes from the pre pre show. Right, yeah, nobody That's pissed, nobody pissed joke. in my office, but but I was I was give I have a candle that says it's like vanilla and cotton, but it smells like it smells like stale like four four hour old piss. So, vanilla and cotton. What a I don't know. People like putting cotton cotton yeah, next yeah, to vanilla right. for some reason. Wow. Uh, this is this is what you learn when you go to a lot of candle stores, such as I do. What if I get in the mall? Fucking bra- quit bragging. I get in the mall and I say, A, show me a directory. B, show me, let me find the candle stores. Because there's going to be one. And I got a crisp $20 bill to drop on a candle. And, you know, maybe that's <laughs> not going to go too far. Maybe I can't get the big one at Yankee Candle for 20 bucks. But if, there's not, if they're on sale, I could, get a, I could get one of the off-season candles. Yeah, two for ten, like two for ten... Of a size, maybe, you know, mm-hmm. maybe if you get a coupon. I love that you go straight to the directory, though. Mm-hmm. You're, you're talking to someone who knows what stuff is, um, but you only want their help to a certain level, which is directory level. And you, you got it from there. Exactly, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to, like, a person who's a directory. It's just <clears throat> one of those, you know. The mall. No, but you started it with show me where the directory is. Oh, right, right, yeah. <laughs> so whoever you're talking to, <laughs> you could have just been like, Show me the Yankee Candle, but you're like, no, show me the directory, and I, and I got it from there, bud. This ain't my, my first mall. I know what the directory is all about. I'm waiting for, like, a, you know, like, Art of the Title sequence, the blog that yeah. uh, uh, that concentrates on the art behind music, you know, uh, film and video, uh, film and TV title sequences. Uh, I would love one that concentrates on the art of mall, like, directory design, uh, which I think, you know, it's... I'm, what, do you, what are some of the things you look for in, in mall directory? Well, I think that, you know, that it now that malls are all, they're probably all owned by one guy and they're all streamlined and everything like that. But I bet like 25 years ago, 
they all looked different. I'm just spitballing here. No, no, they have music and, and, no, 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 no. If anyone's wondering, we got about eight to eight to eight to sixteen more minutes yeah, yeah. of of mall directory material. Mm. So skip forward, you know, yeah, about nine. The, yeah, I use I use the to listen to podcasts. I use the whatever app comes with iOS. So mine does. I don't have a skip button. I don't, it all does is play a podcast but I know it's there just are other- like one big red play button and that's it <laughs> right and sometimes it doesn't work sometimes it does i know there are other podcast apps that play that like have like 30 second skip buttons for the com- for the commercial you know their podcasts have sponsors we don't have sponsors um but that's Our okay moms. that's right thanks mom both uh, doug and mine's mom both sent a crisp 20 dollar bills so every uh, week, every week, every week for the podcast with a note of death saying, please do another podcast. So we should, one of the things we want to talk about this week, uh, that's sort of tangentially related to music videos, but I think definitely is, is the fact that, uh, this morning we're recording this on October 13th. It was announced that Condé Nast or Condé Nast, however you want to say it, bought Pitchfork, our beloved music and music video well they don't review music videos but they premiere a lot of music videos but i think they're primarily known as music reviewers and they just got bought up um snapped up snapped up like nobody's business um and Condé Nast uh if you're not ever heard of it yeah uh so i think a lot of people know that they are you know publishing company and they publish like vanity fair and and i think variety and uh, vogue vogue all the V publications. Um, but another interesting uh, fact about Condé Nast is they are the largest tenant, or at least they were as of just a few months ago, um, of the Freedom Tower in New York City. Mm. Um, the tower that replaced, that, that is on the site of the, the, the former Twin Towers. Um, so they are a big, big company, lots of lots of bucks. Um, and they bought Pitchfork. And, you know, in the spectrum of sites that we, you, you know, we're not... A, we're not a public, you know, we're, we're, you know, a database. We're not a publication that is like writing about every music video or writing, you know, articles about releases of music videos on a daily basis. But of the ones that we kind of like frequent, um, I think Pitchfork is like probably in the top tier of the size of sites that are doing serious, you know, uh, not like people, people magazine.com or whatever, but doing like serious, uh, you know, music video premieres. Uh-huh. Yeah, like certain artists, like certain artists, m- most artists who have a Vivo account mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, don't necessarily, like, aren't looking at premieres in this way. But if you're kind of like an indie act looking to, like, get exposure to additional audiences, you know, finding a good premiere site is still um, something that can be valuable um, or, ha- or have perceived value to a music video release. You know, sometimes indie artists will pay pay companies to like try to get premieres for you and it, it happens in all sorts of ways but pitchfork is definitely like one of the most sought after locations for a, a music video premiere and whether or not it actually provides that much value to a music video it, it certainly is a um something that people are after mm-hmm. um and for that premiere they'll usually do you know what a lot of other publications will do like like uh, stereo gum or um consequence of sound they'll do you know uh, a little blurb about it um and they don't really get too in-depth they don't like review music videos 
a lot of them will just say like what actually happens in the music video. Yeah. Um, and just describe it. Yeah. They very rarely say who the director is unless the director is, is sort of important to the release of the music video. And which actually I found out recently, it's not because they don't get that information. Um, I was talking to Ian Perlman um, about the, his most music, uh, most recent music video release. And I can't remember what website premiered it. Uh, maybe stereo gum. But uh, he was like interviewed. He was asked a handful of questions about the video, and then the video came out, and his name wasn't even in it. <laughs> like in the in the premiere, but like they knew his name, they had it, and you know it's it's been something that we've been frustrated with for for years now. Mm-hmm. The fact that we discover music videos through some of these music blogs, and they don't credit the director. And I always thought that that was just because they didn't go through the effort to find out who it was. Um, but it would appear as if they know who it is, and sometimes they just don't think it's it's a, important enough to share, which is fucking kind of dumb. My additional con- concern with this for music videos is if you look at some of the other websites that we haven't mentioned that premiere music videos, um, like Rolling Stone, for example, they have their own player. And when they premiere a music video, it exists only on their player or MTV.com. Sometimes we'll premiere a music video and it won't be on YouTube. You know, maybe Pitchfork has a YouTube embed and it, they're the premiere. And because of that, Stereo Gum doesn't cover it, but it's still on YouTube. Maybe it's on a Pitchfork YouTube account. Um, but like other, other websites that come from an older media, more traditional approach like MTV and like Rolling Stone, which didn't start as websites, they have their own player. And Condé Nast could be bringing that kind of thinking to the table where it's like, and now the pressure's on for Pitchfork. It's like, well, now we got to like, you know, now everything potentially can, needs to be monetized and maybe they're not thinking at it in, in the like indie blog website thought process. And suddenly they're like, well, we got to get our own player here and get all the money from these views and monetize ourselves additionally beyond what YouTube offers us. And, you know, that I feel like this could be the type of move very rarely does like a company getting bought and getting additional money and resources mean it's a, a bad thing. But um, this could mean, you know, everyone's trying to use music, leverage music videos for additional revenue now. And, you know, it, that could be the case now with Pitchwork. Suddenly there's going to be a Pitchwork player. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's something that just, it, I don't know if it concerns me or, or if I'm just like trying to stop the, something that's inevitable like prolong the inevitable thing that like suddenly music videos are going to stop being in a singular place like they used to be. Have you read that they're like best up best music videos lists? Yeah, they do. Like they're still looked at for that stuff. I mean, it's not like stereo gum does a weekly list and they're a lot deeper into paying a lot more attention to music videos than I think pitchfork is, but they do do a yearly list and it's, um, you know, it gets shared a lot around the industry when it comes out. Yeah, like here's uh, their 20 best music videos of 2014. Um, let's check out their number one um, and see what we think about it. Chandelier, maybe? I believe it is. No, Chandelier was... They don't have numbers on these. Come on, guys. Chandelier was number two. Um, <clears throat> number one looks like it was Vic Mensa, Down on My Luck, directed by Ben Dickinson. Hmm. Is that so, what it looks like? That is what it looked like. Did I look mm-hmm. at the wrong thing? I, I don't know. I don't know. I just, yeah, that's, I just that's the, peculiar. I went, I went to the bottom of page two 
<clears throat> or you know, I don't think these are any. Are, these are in any particular order. Maybe just like threw them in there. Yeah, uh, which the chandelier kind of, seems to make sense. Yeah, they yeah, um, and then they have the top. You know, they have lists of uh, you know top videos for 2013 and um, without explanations. Then they they I think in 2014 was the first year that they actually did like little paragraphs about each. And started listening to directors as well. I do think they even did a podcast about the music videos. They did do a podcast about the music videos. Yeah, Pitchfork has a, 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 a it switches formats a lot, but I think they have a, a nice podcast. Um, what a terrible idea, podcast about music videos. Oh, that's awful. That, All right, one more thing. Well, sorry. Uh, one more thing about Pitchfork because they haven't uh, – and then we can talk about some music videos from the week. Um, Pitchfork – it doesn't say what they were bought for, how much they, how much Condé Nast paid. Mm-hmm. So let's each guess how much you think you first. It's not one of those acquisitions that's like a that that is is meant to. I think the reason they're not releasing the numbers is that it's more of like a a a realistic acquisition than like you know one billion dollars for a Snapchat or whatever. Um, I think it would probably be in the range of. Uh, uh, four hundred million. Okay, I was gonna say so. I, I was gonna say something dumb, like eighteen dollars. Um, <laughs> but then you like really examined it, and and now that joke would be dumb. So I'm gonna say okay, that makes sense. That I have, and I have no idea. And I'm not basing that number on on really anything. But but thinking about these other acquisitions or high profile acquisitions, um, I think people have been looking at. Uh, a lot of startups that have have been bought recently, tech startups in particular, um, or maybe let's call them app startups, I suppose. Um, and, and having a hard time putting the acquisition price with what, where the actual revenue is. And I think Pitchfork, as far as I understand, has been a pretty good revenue generator um, for their operating costs for several years now. So you know they have a they they're not something like you know Vogue, which is was you know started off primarily as a print application um, or print publication. I know Vogue had or um, Pitchfork has their quarterly magazine, which Condé Nast also acquired as part of um, this acquisition. But you know Pitchfork is primarily a website. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's it seems to be a well run run website, and I re- think the real reason we're not hearing the uh, the number is I think they think people expect that these acquisitions have to be like astronomical numbers, um, and then pe- people hear the number like two hundred million or four hundred million, they're going to be like, well, that's chump change. They they get you know pitchfork was only worth that you know when in reality maybe that's a good fair market value price for that. Uh, for that uh, website, that's how much uh, IMVDB got. That's yeah. how much we paid for it from those uh, from that team of uh, eighth graders who started the site originally. Yeah. Uh, and I think those eighth graders are probably in college now. They're doing big things now at this point, right? Yeah, we paid, we paid for that. Thank you guys. Thanks, Thank you guys. thanks, guys. When we bought it, it was only fourteen music videos too. Yeah, right. We got it. We got in early, but we we believed in the concept. We believed that it would grow. So, well, enough about the blogs. Yeah, that's enough about Pitchfork. Uh, let's talk about these music videos because, like we said, this is a sweet, sweet week for music videos. There's some wacky stuff. 
It's some interesting, wacky, wet and wild, I would call it. Um, I don't I don't remember anything being wet, but maybe we'll get there. Yeah, well, I mean, should we start with a video that does have some wetness in it in the form of rain? Sure. Should we, uh, same Old Love by Selena Gomez? Okay. Um, directed by Michael Hausman. Or do you not want to talk about this because you didn't watch it? <laughs> Yeah, let's start with the video that I haven't watched yet. Uh, no, no, let's well, do it. It's a big video. It's, it it is a big video, and that's why I made sure it was on the watch list, but that's why I didn't watch it. I don't know why I didn't watch it. Because, uh, you know, I was too busy m- macking on... Well, I, I gotta say, I like... I like uh, So Selena Gomez has her new album, Revival, mm-hmm. that just came out, and... They did that one one of those things where like there's a deluxe version and then there's the regular version, right? And the regular version has sort of a regular ish cover, but the deluxe one is the one that I'm seeing everywhere. I guess the deluxe is the new regular version of the CD, right. I guess. And the regular version is like you're you're a cheap idiot. Yeah, like what the fuck are you doing? And so so anyway, the 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 revival one has a, a sexy picture of Selena Gomez with lupus on the front. <laughs> Um, Who's Lupus? I don't see him. He's uh, um, he's like a little cartoon character that follows Selena Gomez around. No, that's oh. terrible. Yeah, she has Lupus, which is a I think it's like a skin disease. Anyway, I don't know what it is. Um, so Selena Gomez is kind of a tough nut to crack in the music video world because we talked about a lot of Selena Gomez stuff before. You might remember the. Um, Come and Get It video by Anthony Mandler, which is, you know, at the same time, a beautiful music video and a kind of like inept dance video at the same time. Um, Mm -hmm. And then uh, we have uh, Good For You, which is the first single off this, which is directed by Sophie Sophie Muller. Now we have Same Old Love, directed by Michael Hausman. Mm -hmm. Um, And... This is an interesting video, and Doug, if you watched it, you would know all about it. I have watched it. You know, I'm going to tell you a little bit about it. She's in a cab. Well, well, it's not a cab. It's the car taking her to her show, which we we find out later. It's not Um, a cab? uh, It is not a cab. It is a limo. Okay. I mean, it depends on your definition of cab, right? Mm, I guess it depends on your definition of limo. Right. So it it, um, is a... A video that kind of sees Selena Gomez like watching other people. Right. The video is really about other people. And, you know, uh, it's one of those videos that has to impart, you know, like some sort of like storyline on people by just showing little glimpses of them. So you see all these different people and you kind of have to, you, you kind of have to infer their backstory, which is always, you know, narratively pretty challenging. Like she is sitting in her limo, not her taxi. Right. Selena Gomez, not slumming. It's an Uber XL. Uh, maybe, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. And she looks over the other car, and there's like a, a, a like a mom and her teenage son, and they've got all sorts of stuff strapped to the roof, like a mattress and a bike and a few other things. Their car's filled with shit, and like the mom's like crying. Mm-hmm. It's so I guess you're supposed to infer like they got like maybe, I don't know maybe they got kicked out of there. Well, yeah. Why? What? Like who chooses to move at nighttime unless it was like thrust upon you? Yeah, exactly. So they're in some crisis mode. Um, later when she gets out of the car, she sees like, uh, like a dude on a balcony. And then you see like inside, he's like, he's, 
a gay dude in a relationship with another dude and they have a baby like they adopted a baby and they're having some you know they're going through some issues trying to raise this baby so a lot of things little things like this there's too many of them to kind of go through but you get the idea there's stuff happening with yeah. people and selena can see it she's noticing it all yeah and then and then in the middle of the video she pulls a little bit of uh i don't even know what you call it but i've seen this kind of thing before where she's like she wants to be a normal person i guess Mm-hmm. So she tells her Uber X driver <laughs> to get it that she wants to get out of the car. She goes into a club, kind of like un unprotected by anybody, and she's kind of walking around, just like walking around being not Selena Gomez. You know, she's not mm-hmm. uh, nobody recognizes her. She's not mobbed by people. But then I like, actually call this move pulling a Selena Gomez. That's what I call it. Whoa, that, preemptively like this. That's what I had already referred to this move as. Wow. If you're a famous person in the back of an UberX and you want to get out of your UberX uh, and be a normal person, I call that pulling a Selena Gomez. Wow. Well, if that's pulling a Selena Gomez, I, I pulled some Selena Gomez's at that <laughs> time. Um, and then, so, you know, she's walking around and she kind of thinks like, oh, shit, I got to get that to my show. Mm-hmm. And she runs and uh, there's a, quite a long running slow motion shot mm-hmm. which, which if you if you are interested in those sort of things you might want to check out um and then she gets to her show and they're like oh where were you sleeping gomez um and they when they do that that thing that i love in movies where they like this the the person who is the actor or the you know the actress is rushing somewhere and they have somebody just like spray spray like hairspray on her, right? Like, like right. that's gonna do anything. They just there's just a woman in the back that's just like just trying to <laughs> like, get like that was through. the one. Three people got to Selena Gomez of all the glam squad, <laughs> and one of them was the person who was ready to spray hairspray yeah. for no reason. And it's impl- like, oh, oh, your hair hasn't been made up. Let's make sure it stays like it is exactly <laughs> right now, at least. Um, um, and it's it's funny because like. It's the implication of that is like the person on stage doesn't like give a shit what they look like, but it, it's probably the exact opposite. And then, so then <laughs> Selena Gomez gets on stage and she does exactly like, I, I love, you know, Selena Gomez is a great performer and all that, but I just don't think she's a very good dancer. Mm-hmm. And I think she really wants to be a great dancer and she just can't do it. So the last bit of it is some sort of ham fisted dance shit at the end um, while she's performing. But we're still. I'm still sad about the mom and son. Well, cool. Hold on. Here's here's Selena oh, Gomez and, and Michael Hosman have a have a, a remedy for your sadness because at the end you get some like glimpses of these people that she's been seeing and the mom and the son are having fun. They're rocking out in the car. Yeah, there. but that happens before she's dancing, right? Ooh, do you think they saw the dancing and they got sad again? How do you feel about it? Wow. What. Well, if you're like hanging on by a thread, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, like, like maybe the mom and son are happy, but that, that like their happiness doesn't change the eviction notice that they've got. So, right, like, but it, it sort of points to some hope, you know? Sure. Um, Which is then squashed down by Selena Gomez's dancing. Is that? I think so. I think, yeah. You have a better read on this video than me. So, I'm, and this is a question. I'm not making that statement. You know, I think it's not shown that everybody's upset by her dance number at the end, mm-hmm. but I think it is implied that it's ruined their lives. And it's not because it's like, it's not because she's untalented, right? Selena Gomez is talented in a million ways, uh, but like just one of those ways is not, not really dancing. No, I just, I think, 
you're expected as a person of Selena Gomez's stature to be a jack of all trades, if you will. Mm-hmm. And a pit bull, if you will. Exactly. <laughs> so you're supposed to be able to sing, you're supposed to be able to act, you're supposed to be able to have your own line. You're supposed to be a spokesman for someone, like to do the Becky G thing and be a what was she mm-hmm. a spokesman for? L'Oreal. Yeah, L'Oreal or whatever. But She's maybe. worth it. Uh, but like, remember there was like a Becky the, G video this week. I left it off the list. Oh, there was yeah. She was on Empire last week. Um, really? Anyway, so "Come and Get It" is another example of a video where like Anthony Mandler. I feel like is just bringing his A game. He's got the field full of blue flowers. They've like styled her amazingly, and all he wants her to do is just do the dance right. And I feel like he's just, I could feel his frustration through this video because she just can't, she just can't do the dance. So let that be a lesson to you. If you're, if you happen to Doug, which I don't know, I don't want, I don't want to say you will or won't, but if you happen to find yourself in a place where you're going to direct a Selena Gomez video, easy on the dancing. Okay. I'll take that note going into the project. Okay. What's next? (sighs) That was a that was a good one. Do you feel cleansed? I feel cleansed. Uh, okay. let's let's do a video that you that you saw. Let's actually. I have some, I have a question for you. Well, I've seen all the rest. There's a video. There's a video that I'm not sure how it made its way onto this list, and I want to ask you about it. Okay. Um, it is two people who are were very close to Mr. Andrea Bocelli <laughs> and Miss Ariana Grande. Uh huh. Doing a cover of Ipu to pen to to basically, and I don't know who directed this. And if if somebody that we know directed this, I apologize a thousand times. <laughs> but it looks like uh, them in front of a green screen of like uh, of like a DVD of like cities <laughs> of the world you might see in like a Thai restaurant. Like right. if they had a flat screen TV, it is it's. Terrible. I, I, I do not like this video. Mm-hmm. I think I put it on the watch list just to make sure that anyone who's listening to this podcast is aware that this video exists mm-hmm. um, and this that they important. know it's here. Yeah, because just to reiterate, this is Andrea Bocelli featuring Ariana Grande. Right. It's actually billed as and, but I decided to go with featuring because yeah, yeah, I can see this that. is not doing Ariana Grande any favors, I don't I think. Mean, I think it's doing Ariana Grande more features than than Andrew Pacelli. I have to say, I I am uh, sorry for Andrew Bocelli to have since he had to witness Action Bronson getting head in the front row of one of his performances. <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, what is this? And do you remember in the song Baby Blue? Oh yeah. He's talk- like one of the one verses about the f- well first of all I don't know I, if that's real. What is what? Hmm? Well Action Bronson says he's he's getting his dick sucked at a Andrew Bocelli concert <laughs> and then his cell phone rings and he has to leave. Right. I think that is real. Yeah, that's I think super by, rude. I think by um definition Rap lyrics have to be a hundred percent true and accurate. You're right. Yeah, it's like your taxes. Right. Like if you if you were in your in your battalion, you and uh, maybe you don't know who Action Bronson is, and you look down and there's a large white man with a beard with his dick out at your performance. Do you stop the performance? Do you just pretend you never saw it? It just it's 
or do you question like the people who are working mm-hmm. in in and around that area of the ground and and question why they've they've not done anything about yeah. it? Yeah, if I was working there, I'd get one of those little flashlights. I'd say, hey, cut it out. Hey, you guys. Hey, 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 guys. Spicelli. And then Ariana Grande comes out with her cat ears, and you're like, well, okay, all bets are okay, off. Okay, never mind. This is, this is what should happen here. Have you ever seen that video of the guy who's at a Broadway play, and he, um, he, jump, he jumps up on stage to charge his phone? <laughs> no. There's let's a video. Put that, let's put that. Send me that link. We'll put it in. The- That'll be in the show notes. There's a video of some dude, like, gets up on stage. Like, he, like, you see him looking around for a plug. <laughs> And then he notices that the only plug is one on stage, mm-hmm. and he literally hops up. And then, like when they come up to him and tell him to get down, he said, "Well, where am I supposed to charge my phone?" <laughs> That's, That's a very a, good question. Yeah, I mean, an obvious question. Um, so, uh, I think this video has some some. I do like seeing the shots of the cities. I thought that was nice. Those time lapse stuff. Yeah, it's kind of nice. But like, it, you could tell that there was no consideration on like what. Like most times, if, if like you're a stop motion filmmaker, you're like waiting for like the perfect day and night to like shoot. Um, so like the moon is so huge, or like the sky is doing something specific, or like aurora borealis, or like blood moon, or like something. Like there's a purpose behind your 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 time lapse, and I think they're like, well, here's the night we're shooting, so this is the night we're gonna do it. I mean, well, you're, I think you're assuming that they shot all this. I mean, is it possible this is all like Pond Five, like hundred <laughs> percent? Yeah, uh, I mean, I think that's certainly possible. Yeah, totally. But I do think that it. You also could just shoot, like you could just throw an Alexa outside. Yeah, it's like, true. Point it at those buildings, and yeah. then in a day you have the footage. Um, but I think you know the person who comes out pretty good in this is Ariana Grande. She's had a rough summer. Yeah. Um, with the news. Yeah, there's no donuts in sight in this video. So it would have been funny if it was like this super kind of like serious, uh, serious and bland music video. And at the end, she'd like to donut. <laughs> Just like like turn, <laughs> turn directly into a cam- into camera, yeah. lick the donut, and then just like <laughs> Fade licked black. it off. Yeah. Um, and I don't mean to dump on this video. I just thought it was, it's an odd, vi- odd combination. And uh, it's so weird that this video exists. This is a stranger combination than Lady Gaga and Tony Bennett. Mm, I don't, I don't know. know. Like this, this sounded, this sounded better than Lady Gaga and Tony uh, Bennett. This, uh, this is garbage. I would never listen to this. <laughs> This song is garbage. Like, whatever. Like, Andrea Bocelli has got a, a beautiful voice. I would never say anything against it. But, like, I would ne- like, I was, I, like, a minute into this video, I am, like, I am sleeping. I am <laughs> literally asleep right now. Uh, so. Um, well, I mean, so we, we, I would like to move on to a video that I feel like is, is just, like, goes in the opposite direction in terms of goodness. Okay. A video that like I think is like one of my favorites of 2015 and that is Win Butler's Anna directed by Brantley Gutierrez uh choreographed by uh Mr. Ryan Heffington. Ever heard of him? I I do have not heard of him. No. He, uh, but he, I looked him up on IMVDB and he's he's got quite the choreography roster if you will. Mm-hmm. Um and uh, starring Emma Stone. 
Ever heard of her? Uh, and this is version two. Don't I don't know if you should bother with version one. You <laughs> stick, stick to version two. <laughs> stick to V two. Yeah, I think I'm because it's a great, it's a great song. Yeah. Um, and Doug, you made this an IMVD pick, so you like this video as well. I do. It's dancey. It is very dancey. Um, so this takes place on a ship. It takes mm-hmm. place on Doug. Do you know what ship it is? Because I do. It is uh, Titanic. It is, wow, it is the Titanic. Damn. No, it's the Queen Mary. Mm-hmm. Um, that would have been my next guess. Yes, the Queen Mary. Gothic asshole. It is, which is uh, permanently docked in uh, Long Beach, California. Um, and it, it was dry docked, or not dry docked, but docked in 1967. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is a ship from the 30s. has like a, that, it, it definitely has that look to it. Um, it's like, it's a very beautiful ship inside. Um, but basically, it's one long dance number with Emma Stone. Emma Stone is wearing a white dress, which is an allusion to, or maybe an homage to, uh, you know, the legend that uh, the Queen Mary is haunted. Um, and one of the figures that supposedly haunts the ship is the Lady in White, um, and that is that is a reference to that. There are people have also seen ghosts of sailors and stuff like that. So you might say that this whole video is. Kind of an homage. It's it maybe you know like a dance number by these ghosts that are on this ship. Interesting. Right. I I'm, I buy I buy that. Yeah, I'm into that because you know uh, Emma Stone when she dances around dances around. There's only the basically the sailors and her, um, and she's in this this uh, white dress. But the thing that I love about and this, it is empty otherwise. Like it the is sailors empty are just yeah. like in very like specific locations, mm-hmm. and, and they live in the time that this ship existed mm-hmm. uh, as an actual ship. I didn't, I hadn't really like looked at it from that perspective, but I, I, um, I'm into it. I dig that. I think you're onto something. Um, and the thing that I love about this video, it, it is just Emma Stone, like full on having an insane amount of fun, full on like goofball mode. Oh um, yeah. Totally. She's not letting anything <clears throat> back in this video. No. And she's, and she's mugging hard. Oh yeah. She's and- mean mugging. And she and I, I feel like because like Ryan Heffington is like I'm sure in in, in LA especially like people know who that who he is at this point. Nobody doesn't know that Chandelier music video, and you know nobody doesn't know that he choreographed it. Um, and so I feel like this is the type of thing where like you know Emma Stone could have been like, "Yo, I want to do this. Mm-hmm. Like I want to work with like it sounds like an amazing opportunity. I would like I would never dance in public." Unless I could, unless Ryan Heffington was going to choreograph it for me, and then I would do whatever he says. Um, and I think he's in this video, by the way. Oh, really? Where? I think he's the. I think he's like the captain guy at like one twenty one. Um, oh, the one who's like uh, who like spins her around. And yeah. Stuff. Oh, okay. All right. I think yeah. he's got a hat on, but like he's got that that mustache, and that looks kind of that looks a lot like him. I oh. think that might be him in the video. I could be wrong, but I, I believe it's him. Uh, and yeah, Emma Stone is, is, is what I really love about Ryan Heffington's choreography. Um, for a lot of the stuff he does, not everything, but he really um, encourages and kind of I think probably coaches the people who he is chore- choreographing for to really use their facial expressions and their like emotions and like uh, the rest of their body um, language. Uh, to like compliment that dance. Yeah. So, there's a lot of subtleties 
in his choreography that you can tell were that were aren't like off the cuff that are part of the choreography. Right. Like there's a, there's a, a sequence around three minutes where Emma Stone is just like standing there. Um, but she's going, she's doing all these like facial expressions and kind of moving her arms and stuff. And I'm sure that was like, that's, that's choreographed by Brian Heffington. I mean, it's right. not like he's just like, all right, do whatever you want between here. It's and like, there. well, here you just, you know, figure it out. Yeah. Do whatever. Yeah. We paid you for Emma. I think, or maybe I'd be, uh, you know, what do I know? Maybe that's what happened. No, no. I, it, I mean, I, I'm, I mean, maybe what do I know either? But I, I, I had the same feeling mm-hmm. that like every little subtlety, every little movement uh, that exists in a video like this, uh, you know, has Ryan Heffington's hands on it in, in one way or another. And uh, also, besides the fact that it has an amazing choreography and amazing performance by Emma Stone, um, shot uh, absolutely beautifully. Um, this is a beautiful, beautifully shot music video, um, and uh, and yeah, I, I I don't think there's like anything not to love about this music video. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I like it a lot. Um, um, people can people can people can dig a, a dance music video. One of those uh, one of those get down music videos. Yeah, it's time for the get down. Totally. Um, so I think we we need to at least do one more. Oh, totally. Yeah, and yeah, we only have uh, we have two more. We have two more on the list. What is your two more on the list? But we have to do no doubt about it. Oh yeah, yeah. There's no way that no doubt about it is being left off this list. (laughs) Um, This is a very important video, um, as is any pitbull video. Yeah, tell us about it. Well, first of all, what I think is important to note is that this video (laughs) is actually credited as uh, Empire Cast. Featuring Pitbull and Jesse Smolt? Smollett. Smollett. Je- Je- Juicy Smollett, which is <laughs> tight. And so I guess this comes off an album that is like a Empire, Empire, which is a Fox television show, right? I believe, yes. Uh, Empire um, soundtrack or something from the show. Yeah, because the Empire, and I actually haven't seen it. I just my wife. No, watches, neither have my I. My wife watches it all the time, though. It's very um, popular, and it, yeah, it is very popular. And it, 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 it and I've kind of caught glimpses of it back and forth. Um, and it appears to be about some sort of like record company. So there uh, is like a hip hop record label or something. Yeah, like the reason I said that uh, uh, Becky G was on it last week because I walked by while my wife was watching, and there Becky G was like auditioning for something on the show. I wonder if she got it. Uh, she did not actually. She was oh. rejected, and then she was very sassy when she she yeah. I don't even really know what the what the purpose so of her cameo is. Just walked away. <laughs> She's like and, and starring Becky G as sucks. Um, <laughs> did you, so do you recognize the guy in the opening shot of the video? Um, with the, the let me or is that a juicy Smollett? That is that's that's uh, Jesse Smollett, yeah. Okay. But do um, you recognize Jesse Smollett? No, I don't. I thought that might have been. I didn't realize that. I'm sorry. That's I. I don't know what I'm talking Cause about. Because he's in he's in two movies from our youth. Who? What um, movies? He's he he is in the Mighty Ducks, and North. I don't know what North is. Oh, you never seen you never saw North. No, but all right. I don't. I, I can't. I don't want to get away from. Hold on, this opening scene really quick. Okay. Um. Um. Oh yeah, the, yeah. Take us. He, all right. Scene, so yeah. <laughs> here's a, the video is pretty pretty basic, right? Yeah. Pitbull and Juicy are dancing at a party. 
Um, but the party ju- uh, starts because Pitbull texts Juicy um, to let him know that there is a private party um, at, at the Empire Estates. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, he uh, signs the text Pit like a grandma would do, <laughs> uh, signing a text message with their name. <laughs> And I think uh, I think a hundred percent that's something Pitbull does. I think Pitbull signs his name at the bottom of every text message. And uh, does he also write Dale? Yeah, he writes Dale. He writes, he writes Dale slash dash Pit. Like that just auto fills in when he hits send on any text message. It's like, oh, sorry, I'm gonna be late. Dale Pit, and it's in there every time. Uh, and that's like I held on to that. Like that was. That's definitely my favorite part of the video that there's that he signs his text message. Um, but then there's a party, and at first I was thinking the same thing about about Pitbull that you were thinking about Selena Gomez. I think it's really funny that uh, Pitbull makes dance music. You know, I've, you, there's a there's a Pitbull game that that I like to play at parties where you you set an over under at how many Pitbull songs are going to be played uh, if it, if it's a party with like a DJ mm-hmm. um, and you know you set an over under if you're at like a, a wedding with kind of like a not a great DJ or definitely a sixty year old man's birthday party with a DJ uh, you could play this Pitbull game and uh, he you know he makes dance music. And he spends like a lot of the time in his videos with people around him dancing, but him kind of just standing there with his arms open, uh, <laughs> kind of like putting his arms up or open. Um, but in this video, he starts to really get down. And I'm really excited about the moves he's got. I might, I might try to pick up on some of these moves and, and, and work them into my arsenal. Um, so what are, you, what are some of your fave moves? Of Pitbull in this video or in general? Of Pitbull in this video. Well, they, they all come in like the back half of the video. There's a couple of moves where Pitbull and Juicy are. Am I, am I saying this guy's name right? Juicy? I think it's Jesse. Jesse? Yeah. Okay. I thought you were saying Juicy just be an asshole. <laughs> no, I really just don't know how to say his name. So my favorite move is what they do at um, like three three twenty three. They both do this move where they have like the open palm, like knees bent, kind of hunched over. Oh yeah, open wow. palm, like leaning back and forth, like bat 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 bat. That's the move. I, I call it the bat bat. Uh, I'm sure it's got a real name, but that's I don't know if it's a real name. <laughs> that looks improvised to me. I don't know, man. These guys are doing it together. But that's my favorite move. Every, everything that like that shot, they keep cutting to that that shot, that insert of the two of them standing next to each other dancing. And there's a lot of good stuff going on there. And then what I obviously love is when, you know, they really just like let the party take over their lives and they do a, a backflips into the water in their clothes yeah. with their clothes on wow. into the water. <laughs> it's crazy. The baby tiger sees it. Yeah, there's a baby tiger in this video for for no reason. I just don't understand wealthy people's obsession with having tigers. Or just like any wild animal. Yeah, it's like you're really rooting this wild animal's life. I know. It's not, it's not like it's not like the wild animal is like sitting in yeah, in like And you don't like it either. Let's be real. Yeah, if you exactly. own a tiger, that shit probably sucks. Yeah. Like it's cool for like fifteen minutes and then you're like, fuck. This is a tiger in my house. <laughs> like that shit sounds crazy. Like, 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 yeah, like, like twenty minutes of awesome, and then like, oh my god, I've just ruined two things' lives, mine and this. Yeah, tigers aren't meant to like. 
also they 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 weren't like uh you know meant to hang out in their natural habitat out in you know the jungle or whatever and then be like yeah i could also do like a pool party too like i have this but i would also feel totally at home at a pool party um and yeah. being at some person's house for the rest of my life so it's just yeah it, 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 and it this is an obsession apparently with the people in empire even though i've not seen the show oh yeah i guess you're right now that i'm looking at the album cover yeah they're there with these two wild cats yeah and these so, two wild okay. cats are like please kill me like I, yeah right i am not enjoying any of this that just makes it sad but your eyes are dead already yeah maybe pitbull could lead the charge on on getting the wild animals out of i think it's a huge problem in miami where pitbull i think people in miami are like yeah i'll have a, i'll have some wild animals why not yeah people get them all the time and if, and if nothing else at least like advocate for pitbulls oh totally yeah you know if pitbull hasn't done that i think that's a crying that's a crying shame He's you know maybe just nobody's mentioned it to him yet yeah, should we just like tweet at him every like set auto tweets from the IMDb account to just tweet him every fifteen minutes? Yeah, I'd be like, you should be like a pitbull adoption. You should be in a pitbull adoption commercial. Yeah, and then we'll just like send him links to, and like to pamphlets and literature. We'll get his mailing address, send that stuff out to him. Take him an hour at tops. Yeah, an right. hour. You could do it at your house too. You could do it in your wet clothes from the yeah. Pool. Just get out of the pool and say <laughs> and say a few words about the nice pitbulls. Yeah. Um, Go a long way, Pitbull. So, yes, but this is, you know, despite having some great moves, this is yet another one of these fucking party mansion videos. One day they're going to, you know, Doug, I would like to be buried with a DVD of all the worst party (laughs) mansion music videos. Do you think they even get different mansions? I haven't seen this one before. I don't recognize this mansion. I wonder if, like, though, like, they just mass produce the performance portions um, they just get like Pitbull all like jacked up on Coke mm-hmm. and then just do all of these performance <laughs> portions of the video. It's like, why am I wearing like a suit where I look like a criminal? And it's like, there's going to be a, like a bank robbery in this one. So like <laughs> where you're criminal, criminal, you're wearing this, but still jump in the pool. Right. Um, you know, what? I would, I've yet to see anything at these parties that looks fun. Like where's <laughs> like, there's, there should be a real nice cheese platter. There's one line in the song, though, where it's like, all I'm thinking about is this shot of tequila or something like that. Like, yeah. one of the lyrics is like, all I'm thinking about is this shot of tequila. And that makes me think that, like, the people who like this, who write this song, don't know what fun is. <laughs> <laughs> like, if you're living a life... If you're living a life where all you're thinking about is this shot of tequila, you are a fucking sad and probably an alcoholic. <laughs> like, that's not a fun life. Like, you drink because it's, like, going to make your life and party better. Like, mm. you drink because it's going to, like, yeah, and, like, I'm at a party and, like, this party would be, like, a little bit more fun if I was, like, drunk now, too. Not, like, oh, I'm thinking about this shot of tequila. <laughs> like, it's like what a like you like the homeless people think that. Yeah, like, you go to a party and be like, yeah, I'll have a I'll have a beer. Maybe I'll have a, if you're getting real crazy, be like, yeah, I'll have a, I'll have some tequila. Why not? You know, I'll live a little. With this, yeah. it's like that is that apparently according to the song, that is what Pitbull's fixated on. No for doubt like the, about it. For the last half of the song, they they don't even really talk about lady like women and wanting to fuck them which is basically which is like the what the first half of the song is basically about but then like the second half they abandon that completely and it is a a singular fixation on alcohol right um 
It's like this song, like if there was a third verse of this song, mm-hmm. it would just be, it would be written on a cardboard box and it would say, why lie? All I want is a beer. <laughs> and it would just be a band holding that sign. If this was, would, if this was a party of full of real nice people who you wanted to go and hang out with and could sustain a conversation with, there would be a cheese platter. With at some, least a cheese platter. With right. some, with some cured meats. And that's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It would be somewhere there. Nowhere to be set. Nowhere to be found. Plenty of baby tigers. No cured meats. Shame. Just a priorities all out of whack. Completely. You know how many, you know how many no, wheels of cheese you can get for one baby tiger? So you get a direct trade. You just like walk into Publix or a grocery store mm-hmm. that people who are listening to this podcast would have heard of. And you just have a baby tiger. Mm-hmm. You're like, give me all the cheese I can for this. Because the wheels, the wheels are there on top of the cut cheese at the top. The wheels yeah, are there. It, They're being used as a decorative piece. But okay. they'll sell them. Oh, they'll totally sell them. Yeah, you gotta. But you you gotta fork out the big bucks for the cheese wheels. Then you gotta or figure the, out what the fork or the little tigers with the cheese wheel. <laughs> um, we should probably stop talking about this video because we're getting, we're getting, it's gonna be like two hours in. I think we can stop talking about music videos now for the week. Is Doug? I you know we we need a bell for you to ring at the end of the podcast. Can we get that? I think we can talk to somebody about that. We should need, we need like, or maybe just like a sound effect. You know what? I'm going to choose a sound effect and I'm going to put it, this marks the end of talking about music videos right here. There we go. Nice. Um, so you can find some of the links that we remember to put in the list um, at imvdb.com slash podcasts. Um, and you can, f- well, you can go watch these videos because if you haven't, I mean, I would, I would recommend s- skipping the Ariana Grande Bocelli video. Yeah, just listen to what we have to say about it. Yeah, don't go yeah laugh with us and then go see the, Win- the Will Butler uh, video. Go see, hell, go see the Selena Gomez video. Um, and just do some clicking through of the best new music videos. We curate that list every day. That's right. Pick out some great music videos and put them there right, right there for you to watch and enjoy. We got a. Uh, we got a uh, David Gilmore of Pink Pink Floyd fame. Uh, did you and, like that video? Uh, I did like that video. Um, it it it's so. If you listen to David Gilmore's new album, the song sounds so different than everything else on it. It's just it's it is really so different from anything David Gilmore has done. I did, mm-hmm. I did really like it. Yeah, I think it was a good pick. Um, yeah, the video is great. The, yeah. um, and it fit, and it fits the song perfectly for sure. But yeah. it's. Um, it's, and it's like unlike anything that people like nobody's making music videos that look like that are like this right now. Yeah, so that's definitely one to check out. Definitely. Um, um, sweet. Well, we're gonna see you next week, hopefully with Adam Alexander. Yeah, he's he'll be right. He'll be back. Adam, if you're listening, we'll be back. He'll come crawling he'll, back. He'll be back, that fucking Adam. <sighs> All right. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs>